Welcome to the Confidently Balance Your Hormones podcast. My name is Dee Davidson, and I'm a hormone health expert, master mindset coach, and multiple wellness business entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you experience hormone balance, confidence, self-love, and live a life full of joy. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Confidently Balance Your Hormones. This is your guide, Dee Davidson, and I have invited my friend Denise today to be uh, a guest on the podcast because I think there is so much need for what Denise brings to this world and how she's helping people. I consistently hear about women struggling to choose themselves, and especially when they're in relationships with their partner is not the healthiest or not supportive, not making the same choices. It can be quite a struggle. And uh, I believe in having a support team. We all need different supports. And uh, when you work with someone like Denise, you can have some support around your relationship and the most important relationship, which is the relationship with yourself. I refer to this as personal responsibility um, and yet, you know, you got to take charge of your own health, joy, and your hormones. That all begins with you. So Denise is a licensed mental health counselor turned marriage coach and mentor who is deeply committed to saving marriages and keeping families together. And uh, Denise specializes in private coaching for professional midlife women and couples who want to make their marriage work. Her goal is to empower couples to break free from painful relationship patterns and master the art of effective communication so they can create the marriage of their dreams. I love that. And especially with the divorce rate these days, Denise. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got here. What made you start this business? Mm. Uh, so I started my business way back in 2007. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a therapist. And I worked in various um, state facilities. And I, I worked outpatient facilities until I finally in 2007 started my own practice as a therapist. Um and I moved into couples work probably about 12 years ago. I saw that there was a real need for people that could work specifically with couples because the average consumer, unfortunately, doesn't understand that there's a very big difference between individual therapy and couples therapy, which I didn't know either back then. But when I opened my practice in 2007 and I started to see couples come through uh, my door, I realized sitting with them, I did not have uh, the right skill set to work with them. Um, and that's when I started to, I went back and I got extensive training with some of the the uh, top group gurus in the field of couples therapy. And I've been doing um, training over the past 12 years and have really expanded my practice to just specialize in helping couples. That's so great. And I know that when we uh, talked in the past, we talked a little bit about some of my clients and how they go to a bunch of different therapists. Some of them go to couples, individual therapy. I have some people that go to weight loss therapists. Didn't even know that existed until I got into this world. Me neither. (laughs) And um, I know you and I just talked a little bit about 
your take on uh, someone going to their own individual therapist and then coming to you as a you know someone who helps couples what what can you say about that or what can you share about that so if i'm remembering the conversation we had about that i i think i might have been maybe not maybe against is kind of a strong word but against sort of using individual therapy as a means to improve your relationship and, and here's why because i don't i don't think that across the board i would say that but here's some of my experience with that is if somebody's unhappy in their marriage and typically i will say it's a woman then they say i'm going to go to individual therapy and they go to the individual therapist who perhaps doesn't work from a relational perspective and so they're just meeting with that one person and they're hearing their story and they're supporting their story and it might look something like you don't deserve to be treated like that you need to leave him or that's you know that's crappy don't stay in that relationship so it can actually backfire or you know the woman might come home and say well my therapist said that you're controlling or my therapist thinks that I'm right and you're wrong. And so it, it can actually be weaponized against the spouse and can create more uh, problems than they actually initially had. Again, this is not across the board, but this has been a lot of my experience where it actually has caused a bigger rupture in the relationship, right? So um, that's why I think it's so important for couples to do that work, either do it together or meet with somebody that is going to have a relational perspective and is not only going to um, maybe point out things that your spouse is doing wrong, but is also going to hold you to uh, to be accountable for what you bring to the relationship as well. Ah, yes, I love that. And I have encountered that. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate for therapy, and I'm so grateful that we've come a long way from the stigma of going to therapy. I think a lot more people are embracing it and putting it in the toolbox and something that they're regularly practicing. But I, I have asked clients, you know, hey, have you ever been to therapy around this and have heard that it made it worse and made the relationship worse, definitely coming back uh, to the significant other and pointing fingers, right? So today we'll talk about, again, personal responsibility. Keep telling yourself if you're listening, this is my own personal responsibility. Uh, I have to stop blaming or playing a victim here. So have you encountered some women who were letting their health slide because of relationship stresses or not picking up that personal accountability? Mm. Well, yes, a hundred percent, right? Because uh, it's all, it's all related, right? So if your marriage or significant relationship is not going well, that's going to impact all areas of your life. It's going to impact your health. It's going to impact how you show up at work. It's going to impact how you feel about you. So naturally when you're in a, a more vulnerable place or not kind of at at your best you're you're not taking good care of yourself and a lot of the women that i've seen even as like couples the women have maybe stopped working out or they're not eating healthy they're just not prioritizing their own health and well-being yes. uh, compounds everything else right so it's like okay my marriage is terrible and now i'm not taking care of myself so i feel bad about myself 
And it just kind of perpetuates that whole kind of system of problems. Yeah. So, so how does someone start? Like, you know, that they're like, I know I have to take control of my well-being and I know that my partner is not going to be supportive or maybe they're not going to show up in the way that I'm expecting. And I, I again, like to phrase uh, things, aspiration versus expectation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But they're not, they know that that's not changing. Some of these people have been married, you know, 10, 15, 30 years. So where do they start with themselves? Mm. Well, I just want to echo what you said, because that is the um, the foundation of all the work I do as well, is personal taking personal responsibility. And it's taking responsibility as uh, an I say as an act of love for yourself and in service of empowering yourself, right? So many people feel like, well, if I'm taking responsibility, that must mean I'm to blame. And I always make it very clear that it's not about blame, but it's actually about empowering you. So taking personal responsibility is the way to changing everything in your life, right? If If it's, yeah. And so whether your husband is supportive of your um, weight loss journey or health journey or whatever the thing is that you're pursuing, it doesn't matter. Right. And this is what I always say to my couples is like, it doesn't matter what the other person is doing or what anybody outside of you is doing. You always get to decide for yourself how you're going to respond, how you're going to show up, what you're going to make that mean. Right. Again, bringing it back to what's within my control and those are all things that you can control and once people realize okay this isn't about blaming me i don't have to feel like it's my fault but this is the way to me having a better experience for myself and then ultimately that improves the experience i have in my my relationship is by owning the things that i can control and so maybe they go and they work out regardless of, of what whether their husband supports it or not. It's like, okay, you got to stay home and watch the kids while I go work out. And I'm going to prioritize yes, that. Take your for power myself. back. Take yes, your power back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Right. And so if both people are doing that, right, that, and, and so oftentimes people are, um, and I'm so upfront with people right from the beginning now, you know, in earlier days. I might have been reluctant to be as um, firm about kind of my beliefs sure. around this is all about self-change. So when they come and I say, and I'm so I'm clear on these calls, like if you're ready to do your own piece of work within the context of the relationship, I can't help you. But right. if you're not, like you said, if you just want to be victim to what's happening, it's impossible to work with that, right? That's where so people maybe stay in, in some therapy where you just stay talking about the same issue over and over week after week after week without making any kind of progress, right? That that's not serving you at all. So it, it that's where the power is. Yeah. So good. And so if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, oh yeah, I got to do this. Do you begin with working with the woman and then invite their partner in or how does the process usually look? Mm. So it looks a few different ways. Sometimes I will have a woman come to me solo who says, you know, 
I want to stay married. I'm committed to my marriage, but you know, I just don't, you know, I don't like the way I'm showing up. I'm getting angry at my husband all the time. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be this way. And they, that typically is a woman that's done some self-development already. It has worked on herself in the past, uh, knows a lot about therapy and all the things, but for some reason can't apply that to her marriage. And so in which case I would work with her alone and we would work on her kind of changing mindset, changing behaviors, really focusing on making small changes consistently every day over time, which is that that's what really creates the bigger, the bigger changes. Um, So individually with women, I do that work. They do their own work. It automatically creates a shift in their partner and ultimately in their relationship. Um, then I have couples that come to me because the, they might be the people that are saying, well, I'm not going to do the work if he's not doing the work. I've already done my work, right? Like it's his yeah. time or it's her time or something. Pointing the finger. They, <laughs> yes. So when they come together, both be pointing the finger at each other. Again, I'm clear on the call. Like this is about each of you having goals for yourself. And they probably feel like at that point, well, if we're both doing it together, then that's okay. Right. But I'm not going to be the one to do it solo. Um, So there isn't I usually do an individual session with with each of them and then I bring them back together. Uh, And sometimes depending on how if there's a lot of conflict in the relationship, I might need more individual sessions with them. But if not, then it's typically we're going to meet weekly as a couple and work on each of them owning what they can, having different uh, experiences of talking about things uh, in the session that go very differently so that they can experience what it's like to actually have effective communication. And then they take that and they're able to practice that in their everyday life. And then come back for the support and the accountability and all of that. Communication, that word really stands out because I do find that a lot of the women come in fear of how their uh, significant other is going to take, you know, the the news like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. So you got to watch the littles for a couple of hours or, uh, you know, I got to start eating gluten free because my labs dictate that I have a health issue. You wouldn't believe, Denise, how many women there they do labs and it says you can't have gluten because it's causing inflammation it's setting your nervous system on fire it's like lighting a match and yet they're so afraid of what their significant other is going to say um still not choosing themselves so communicating it properly as well you know is so important Mm -hmm. not just saying um I can't have gluten or I'm not going to have gluten because Dee told me not to have gluten. But explaining what it's doing and and the long-term effects are are so important. So communication is key. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, what do you think that is? A lot of people are lagging in communication. Has it always been that way? Or is it more because we're on the texting and the social media stuff? What is your Mm. thought on that? So, yes, communication is huge. And what you describe about, you know, women being, well, I don't want to bring it up. I don't know if I should bring it up. I see that so often uh, in the couples that I work with. And it actually goes both ways. Um, The men are equally, like, nervous about bringing something up. And what I see see it as uh, is, um, especially when couples have been together for a long time, these are patterns and habits like everything else, patterns of communication 
that develop over years and become so, you know, they're on autopilot. Yes. Right. This is just, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what his yes. reaction is going to be or what she's going to say. And it's, we imagine the worst. Yes. Right. But if we really imagine the worst, what is the worst? We don't ask ourselves that. It's we just so have, have sort of embodied this fearfulness of, oh, I can't say the thing, right? And when you've been doing that for 10 or 15 years, it becomes your truth. Oh, yeah. well, he's not going to be supportive or she's going to blow up or I don't want to deal with that reaction. But what's the alternative? You continue to not, like you said, not choose yourself not choose yourself, not choose yourself, right? Yes. So the one that you're betraying most in those moments is yourself. Right? That is and so, so true. The, the women and men, because uh, it does go both ways, have to understand that, um, that not doing it, right? Like, I just want to avoid that conflict or I just want to avoid that, like, difficult conversation. That is exactly what, what keeps people in that cycle, Loop. in those yes. unhealthy patterns, right? Yes, but that it's whole like, cycle let me is, avoid. I know. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, something else just stood out for me was when you said um, people are used to what they're used to. So a lot of the people that I'm working with, my demographic is, you know, women ages 40 to 60, they're creating a new identity too, right? Some like yesterday on one of my coaching calls, the woman said she is acknowledging and aware that her family has this uh, pattern of being obese, making unhealthy choices, not getting therapy, and they're breaking generational cycles, which can be difficult. But in a partnership too, one of the things that I hear is, um, you know, whether it be partner or children or friends. They're like, who are you? And why do you want to eat healthy now? And why are you going to the gym? So that piece of it too um, is something that I think you can be so helpful with. Have you seen that a lot in your practice? I have definitely seen it with um, more women, like you're saying, where they are finally choosing themselves and it disrupts the whole relationship, right? Uh Um, I actually... I'm working with a couple right now and I won't reveal any details, but um, that's exactly what's happening. Gotten to a point where I think she just, I can't continue to put myself last and has started to um, prioritize herself in all sorts of ways, not just working out, but who am I? What do I want? What is it I desire? I've never actually thought about what it is I desire and what I want. And it is causing a huge rupture in their relationship because the husband is like, oh, my God, what is happening here? Exactly. I get that. Like, I get that he's he's fearful, right? It's am I losing my wife? Is she leaving me? Like, what's happening here? And it's like uh, what I always say is this is what has to happen in order for the two of you to grow and evolve Ah. into that next level yeah right because it worked for you husband but it didn't work for your wife even though she was sort of nodding yes all the way along and finally you know you get to midlife and it's like no more right Right. so they they are creating something totally different and if they can if he can hang on there right if he can hang on and see her through this there is light at the end of the tunnel 
It's there just is. an evolution of their of their marriage that and that should have happened years ago, but didn't. Right? Yeah. And what a beautiful thing, you know. I, I talk to women about this all the time. When you choose yourself and you find that self-love, that confidence, that joy, how you show up in the relationship and explaining to your significant other how they're going to benefit, right? So let's talk about that. You work with many, many couples. What are some of the changes you've seen uh, within the relationship and with these women's health? Uh, Specifically around health? Yes. So... I think what I've seen is when people are choosing themselves, like particularly women, when they finally say, like, I'm I'm making a choice for me or I'm going to uh, control what I can can control. I don't need my partner's permission. I don't need uh, their validation. And they start to feel more confident. They start to use their voice. They start to speak up. Uh, they start to to do more things that they want to do. You can just see it in, I can see it in the way they show up to my office, right? They maybe weren't taking care of themselves and now they're fixing themselves. They're putting on nice clothes. They're walking differently, right? And, and, all, and so this is externally, right. but imagine what's happening internally is also like the things that we can't see, the things yes. that you work with women on, yes, are changing on the inside. Yes, right? and when we talk about hormones, cortisol is one of the biggest ones, your stress hormone, right? So people go, well, it's just my relationship. Tell me what to eat and tell me uh, you know, what exercise to do. But relationships yeah. are very much a part of whole health and hormone balancing. If you're stressed or you don't want to go home from work and see that person or you're afraid to ask for the time to exercise so you're not doing it, that's going to affect your hormones. If you don't have that serotonin, another one, right, the happy hormone going, then your body's going to be off balance. So it all ties in, and that's why we call it whole health. It's it's really mind, body, and spirit, and relationships are a big part of that. So what what is one thing, Denise, that someone listening today – can start doing to improve their relationship? So, you know, I was thinking about this question because I know you sent it to me in the email. And uh, so it might sound broken record because I'm sure you preach this to your clients a lot too. Again, coming back to ownership. So if you're in a tough spot in your marriage and you're feeling like, I don't know what to do or there isn't, if this isn't going to get better, you know, my husband this or my wife that, that is the exact cue that you need to look inside, right? Because what is happening in our relationships on the outside is a reflection of of what's happening on the inside for us. So for example, when I was struggling in my own marriage and blaming my husband for all the things, it was because I was lacking the relationship with myself. I wasn't feeling good about me. But I didn't see that at the time. This is where I was disempowering myself by making my husband sort of responsible for my happiness, my love, my my feeling of worthiness. And when I realized that doesn't come from him, that's all an inside job, everything in my life changed. So looking inward, connecting back to yourself and creating the most loving 
nurturing relationship with yourself is the path to a better everything, really. So true. And what a great way to end our podcast episode because confidently love yourself, right? That's what it all comes down to. And when people start to get coaching with me or join our community, they start to realize, oh, I get why you're confidently love yourself, not some uh, health name or things like that. Because until you confidently love yourself, you're not going to choose yourself. And so looking within is so important and coming to the relationship as an individual and then bringing out the best in one another is, is, you know, the goal, I think. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So Denise, where can people find you or connect with you? Yes. So they can go to my website for more detailed information just about some of the programs I offer and the way I work with people. And my website is mymarriageworks.com. I also have a presence on Facebook and it's Denise C. Fitzpatrick. Uh, And on both of those places, I do have uh, some freebies as well. On my website, I have one and also on on Facebook too. So you might want to opt into that. You can get on my newsletter. I send out Uh, weekly emails, and lots of good stuff and relationship tips. Awesome. And who doesn't love a good freebie? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, be sure to connect with Denise. She's got some great stuff out there on social media. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Confidently Balancing Your Hormones. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and also hit follow at the top of this podcast. If you have a couple of minutes and you can leave a quick review, it will help other women in need find this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at confidently underscore love underscore yourself. I would love to stay connected and hear from you. 